Hello, and welcome to this Noble New Way presentation. My name is Lori Gagan, and I work for the Noble County Economic Development Corporation located in Albion. I'm also a Noble New Way volunteer and an advocate for asset-based community development. So before we bring in today's guests to talk about uh, the current jobs market and our local business climate in light of COVID-19, I wanna talk a little bit about Noble New Way. So Noble New Way is a movement that is led by volunteers from across Noble County to promote asset-based community development, or what I like to call ABCD. So ABCD is really just a choice. It's a choice and a method by which we can improve lives and our communities by focusing on what we have, our assets, instead of what we don't have, our deficits. Noble County and Noble New Way believes that we can make progress here by recognizing three things. First, what we can do for ourselves. Second, what we might need a little help from someone else to accomplish. And third, what we will never be able to do without somebody else's intervention. So we know that Noble County is blessed with smart and really talented people and that we have a lot of great resources. And today we're gonna to bring to you two of our most trusted voices and excellent resources. And they're gonna give some updates on jobs and our local economy. So COVID-19 has had a really dramatic impact on many of the lives and businesses in our communities, but we know really well that there's a lot of great opportunities to thrive here in Noble County. So joining us here today is Rick Ferrant with Northeast Indiana Works, the organization that operates our Work One work centers for both employers and workers. We're also gonna hear from Gary Gatman, Executive Director of the Noble County EDC, which is our only local organization that's dedicated exclusively to ensuring a thriving economy for Noble County. So Rick, what are you here to tell us about related to our current jobs outlook in Noble County and the region? Well, a number of things. Thanks, thanks, Lori. I mean, we've certainly been through a rough stretch in Northeast Indiana and in Noble County in particular. Um, at one time, our region had the, the second most number of initial unemployment filings among the state's 12 economic growth regions, and that was second only to the Indianapolis area. And at one time, Noble County had the fourth largest unemployment rate among the state's 92 counties at 28.7%, which is not entirely surprising, um, given that Noble County has a heavy concentration of manufacturing, and manufacturing by far was the hardest hit industry in Northeast Indiana when it came to layoffs and furloughs. The food and accommodations industry also experienced uh, significant uh, job loss. Uh, that was pretty much the same throughout the state. So where are we now? We've made some progress. Uh, companies regionally and in Noble County are hiring again, although it should be noted that many continued to hire throughout the worst of the pandemic. Uh, it's a circumstance that many people, I think, were, are, were unaware of. Um, it also makes it differ a little bit from the last recession that we went through. Of late, that increase in hiring is reflected in Noble County's unemployment rate, which by May had dropped to 16.9%, which is still not great, um, but it's a vast improvement, and the June figures, when we get them, should look even better. The hiring trend is also reflected in both the number of people filing initial unemployment claims and continued unemployment claims. At the peak of initial unemployment claims filings in Noble County, Noble County had 2,328 people who had filed in the week ending March 28th. 
And by June 20th, that number had dropped to 146. It went up slightly the following week, went up to about 211, but the suspicion is that that was due to fraudulent claims, which is a problem that's being experienced throughout the state, and it's something that's being investigated by the Indian Department of Workforce Development. Noble County's peak for continued unemployment claims was 3,766 during the first week of May. That number had dropped to 1,323 for the week ending June 20th. So good news statistically. Um, in a little bit, uh, Gary's gonna talk specifically about what's happening on the hiring front in Noble County. It is quite possible, I think, that we're returning to a situation where we may have a worker shortage again. That was, that was how we entered the pandemic. Uh, employers were certainly uh, in dire need of workers across many industries. Um, and this time that could be exacerbated by people choosing to retire or not returning to work out of fear that they might contact the virus. It's, it's too early to tell uh, to what extent that's happening, but I think it probably is to some degree. And despite the good news on the hiring front, it's too early to count on a, on a sustained recovery. Uh, the future will depend in large part on the trajectory of the virus and how it impacts not only customer behaviors, but also supply chains throughout the country. Um, that's not to mention how it's gonna impact the health of our local workforces. So I would say cautiously optimistic might be the best way to consider what's happening now um, in the workplace, both regionally and also in Noble County. I wanted to take a minute just to talk about um, training and education. Before the pandemic, we stressed the importance of being flexible, nimble, informed, and credentialed in some fashion when charting a career. Um, occupations change and likely will change as a result of this pandemic. The requirements of some occupations will be altered and some new occupations will likely emerge. So, while seeking training and education uh, or upskilling, if you will, was a wise thing to do before the pandemic, it's just as important, if not more important, to consider it now. We anticipate some new money will be coming to Northeast Indiana through uh, a workforce ready grant and an employment training grant. Uh, should be able to tell you everything about it and, and hopefully in the next day or two. Um, the Workforce Ready Grant uh, pays for all tuition and regularly assess fees for qualifying high-value certificates in a number of fields, including advanced manufacturing and building and construction, IT, and agriculture. And the second, the Employment Training Grant, provides reimbursements to employers who train workers in some of the same fields. Um, I would encourage individuals and employers to contact one of our Work One Northeast Career Centers to explore these training opportunities, uh, which you can do now. Um, and between now and the end of the year, uh, many of the requirements for obtaining um, money through the grants have been relaxed. So for instance, under the Workforce Ready Grant, which is for individuals, not for employers, having a post-secondary degree is no longer a barrier and people without a high school degree um, who formerly could not enroll can now co-enroll 
and a high school equivalency program and a training opportunity. So if the pandemic has taught us one thing, it is that we can never be too prepared for the ever-changing nature of the workforce landscape. Lori? Thank you, Rick. That was really great information. Um, I'm just gonna add, you, you were talking about the individual training programs that are available. And um, we just recently participated in a video here at the EDC to talk to employers about the training grant program that's out there for employers. So I just wanna mention that that was also a, a hot topic this week and information about that I know is on the EDC's website. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let's bring Gary into the conversation. Gary, you wanna to talk to us about what you're seeing in our local business community? Absolutely. Um, Rick used the words cautiously optimistic. I would, I would uh, second that, uh, that thought. Um, you know, if you read the papers and listen to the news, there's still a lot of uncertainty and there's some things out there that are, that are, that are not perfect. But on balance, what we are seeing is mostly good news um, over the last month in particular. And as we get into July, it's continuing. Um, we've had a major uh, announcement of an expansion here in Albion, um, a, a long-term employer that's uh, adding 100,000 square feet to their facility. That's always good news. We have about a half dozen other employers across the county that are investing in new technologies, new equipment, new product lines, and you know the numbers of jobs are not known at this point, but all of those investments are, are, are commitments from those employers uh, to their Noble County facilities, and that's also very good news. Um, and I just uh, earlier this week drove through a couple of the industrial parks again, and I counted 13 hiring signs on display as I drove through the industrial parks uh, that are here in the county. So um, a lot of opportunities are, are available now, um, and they're available immediately. And as Rick kind of alluded to, they've been available for a while. Um, we did a quick look, uh, thanks to some information that we were able to get from our friends at, at WorkOne. Um, into a database um, and since the 1st of June there have been 187 jobs posted just in this one single uh, database and, and that may be maybe maybe a small number but but it, it's a good number for Noble County really just over the last month about 50 jobs in manufacturing almost another 50 jobs in healthcare. Uh, we saw jobs in construction we saw jobs uh, in, in government, we saw jobs in customer service and retail, really sort of across the board. And so significant opportunity. So when you see companies expanding and companies investing in new equipment and new product lines, and you see uh, you know, 187 jobs uh, listed really since the 1st of June in this county, those are both pretty strong indicators that what Rick alluded to just a second ago, that we're gonna have a worker shortage that's, that's looming. Again, against a backdrop of uncertainty, there, you know, anything can happen tomorrow as we've learned. But at this current trend and at this current trajectory, uh, we, are, we are seeing uh, significant growth in employment. And for those folks that are either ready to work um, or take advantage of the skill opportunities that Rick was describing, there are jobs now and there are going to be jobs uh, in, you know, going forward here in the county. So you know, the last month has been significantly better, and I think Noble County is well on its way uh, to, to getting people back to work and, and, and having the quality of life that we all know and love here in the county. Lori? Thank you, Gary. That's definitely, I think, a little more optimistic than a lot of people might realize unless they're doing what we're doing, driving around the, the um, industrial parks and, and following this closely. So thanks for sharing that. Um, at the beginning of this presentation, I spoke just briefly about asset-based community development, or what I called ABCD. 
And I know Rick Ferrant um, holds this whole notion and movement near and dear to his heart. He's been involved since the inception of Noble New Way as a volunteer and a, an advocate. Um, I was wondering, Rick, if you could share any stories, any anecdotes, whether it's happened during COVID-19 or, or just before that, that can help our audience kind of better understand what Noble New Way is about and, and what it is that we're promoting to try to help our communities and, and individuals. Right. So as, as you mentioned, it's essentially um, a recognition and utilization of assets we already have in the community and not focusing so much on what we don't have. There, there is a tendency um, when people are trying to affect change in a community that they look at the deficits first um, and sometimes don't even really look at the assets. That, you were right, Lori. That was an easy way of explaining what it is. But when you dig down deep, um, it gets a little more interesting, and I know Gary's going to jump on a minute with a with a specific example that I think comes from our region. It is not a jobs program. However, it can lead to jobs. And at the very least, what it does is it enhances a community's ability to tackle cha challenges. And we've seen that in Noble County during the pandemic. Uh, we've seen that in a variety of ways through uh, food drives and, and the production of really innovative, the production of protective equipment, um, but also through a lot of volunteer efforts. Um, in, in the course of New Way's work on this, we've seen a lot of examples. I want to give um, just one example that doesn't come from this community, but I think it's a good example of showing how tapping into the assets of a, of a community or even a neighborhood um, can strengthen um, that community or that neighborhood. And that came out of Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis was kind of a, there was a church in Indianapolis that was a leader um, in this movement. Uh, we've spent a lot of time with them. Uh, but there was a woman in a neighborhood in Indianapolis who was a really good cook, but nobody really knew that she was a good cook. And so um, what they do is in, in, in India is they send out rovers and the rovers go around communities and, and certainly any community in Noble County could do this starting tomorrow and got to know the people in that community. And somebody with that program got to know this woman, found out that she was a, a really good cook um, and made an offer to her, said, you know, we have a gathering at the church uh, soon. And just a handful of people are going to be there. How would you like to do some cooking? So she cooked for the gathering. The food was spectacular. People raved about it. Uh, the word was spread throughout the community. And a year later, she had her own catering business. So if, if you think about this for a minute, not only did that uplift this woman so that she had income, but the money was coming back into the community. So that's just one small example of how asset-based community development can help a community. Um, you know, mentors, uh, you have people with talents in neighborhoods. If, if you have a, an attorney that maybe mentors somebody who's interested in law or a writer mentors a young kid who's interested in becoming a journalist or a coach, who mentors a kid who's interested in becoming a professional basketball player. I, I think we don't, as a general rule, and I'm not just focusing on Noble County, but I don't think that we do an extremely good job of knowing what the talents are of people in our neighborhoods. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know the talents of the people in my neighborhood. So one of the things we're trying to promote is let's find the talents, let's utilize them, 
the money in all likelihood, or at least the advantages of the program come back into the community. I know Gary, you've got, you've, you've got a story that, that you'd like to share. Yeah, it's a, it's a story here from Noble County and, and um, it, it typifies, I think, what you just described. Um, it kind of starts with, with an unfortunate news. There was a place here in Noble County many years ago that made um, wire harnesses and um, it closed and I, you know, the variety of reasons I'm sure behind that. Um, but the employees there had those skills that you were talking about, Rick. They had skills relative to building and assembling custom built wire harnesses. And so a couple of the employees got together. One of them in particular was sort of the lead, uh, the lead person on this. And they decided that maybe in one of their garages, they could go ahead and make some of these wire harnesses um, and, and uh, you know, sell them to some of the folks that they had relationships with from, from the prior place that they had worked. And so they took a situation where they were unemployed, they had skills, they pulled it together in a garage. They worked out of that garage for a couple of years. The garage is still standing here in Noble County. I've driven by it, uh, it was pointed out to me. Um, and it's no longer in the garage. It is now located in about a 12,000 square foot manufacturing facility. They employ about 12 other people who now make custom built wire harnesses. And so that story of a couple of employees who had talents um, decided to exercise some support uh, for one another and build on those talents. They've now grown it into a business that employs 12 additional people here in the county uh, and is doing fairly well. Um, even during the, the pandemic, they've, they've come back strong um, and, and are doing well. So to me, that's a great example of, of, of somebody with talents and then getting a little support and getting a little camaraderie and a little, um, a little uh, aggressive uh, attitude, positive attitude, they were able to turn uh, an unfortunate situation into a real positive situation for themselves and their community. And if I could just add, uh, Gary and Larry, you know, we'd, we'd like to see uh, Noble County lead the way on this. Um, I think Noble County's been a, already been a little more active in, in promoting asset-based community development, but get out into your neighborhoods, see what's out there, um, see who has what skills, um, could be anything and begin utilizing them. And probably it's, you know, uh, really quick. One of the things that we have done, uh, um, I often say this, is when we focus on deficits, we essentially re-victimize people who are in unfortunate situations. So let's not do that. Let's find out what their skills and talents are and let's put them to work or, or put them into a, a, a really productive volunteering position. Thank you. Thank you both. Great words of advice and um, hopefully words that will inspire people who maybe are really down uh, given our situation and the challenges we faced. Um, but, but it's not all gloom and doom. I, I think that we are blessed with a lot of really good people. There's a lot of humble that we kind of have to work through to get people feel, to feel encouraged to share their talents. Um, so Noble New Way, by the way, um, has a Facebook page and we love to hear more stories from our community. Um, the more we share the stories, and I think the more we can express pride in, in what we're accomplishing across the county, the more people are inspired to kind of join that movement. So I encourage our um, visitors here to watch our Facebook page and feel free to share those stories on our Facebook feed. Um, so thank you again, Rick Ferrant, Gary Gatman, for being here today. 
I also want to thank Jenna Anderson, who is sharing her time and talents and also a new way, uh, Noble New Way contributor. She's producing the video for us today. And last, I want to thank all of our viewers and our audience for taking time to watch and learn and learn more about Noble New Way and hopefully um, some bright spots in our local economy. So be safe, be well. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.